No safe zone, no cure, and no protection No symptoms to find, no signs of an infection No vaccines, remedies, and no corrections Quarantine your dreams and some of our connections Don't let them in, not a friend, not a reflection Everybody's got it and what you do The fact that you think that, that Deadpool has a stronger following than, it, than the Avengers 700 million rated out Deadpool is the shit like it, Oh no, I think it's phenomenal It's not about my personal opinion I think I think people are gonna fuck with the second. I was the only man on planet Earth that knew it was gonna do a hundred million opening weekend. No, I knew, I knew that too. So you guys, I was aiming low, brother. I was aiming low. Now I'm aiming high. Two billion. Mark my words. (laughs) (laughs) Two billion, dog. Y'all see it? What you gonna do if it hit two billion? You gotta do something for the fans. I wear my old Deadpool costume. Okay. Oh, you word? If it do two billion, you wear it. All right. He mark mark his words because we live, baby. No, we not. Yes, we are. We rolling. Yeah. What do you, you got a special cue from Frenchie, you bitch? Nah, they got this. I be knowing, dog. Be knowing. Anyways, so whatever, whatever side deal he made with you, that <laughs> up. I gotta make a. I gotta make. Look, I'm trying to go for one record in the box office when I make a movie. What's that? And as I'm trying to make the least amount of money. No. Uh. <laughs> I'm gonna release NC17 rated rated movie. What do you need for make, that? I need to make more than twenty million because Showgirl is the only movie that's NC seventeen that has made twenty million. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, can you imagine an NC seventeen movie? Look, like, look, if I make now? an NC seventeen movie and it makes twenty two million dollars, I hold the record as a history boy. I'm telling you. Try, try not to hit that, hey, bro. Fuck off. You can hit the fucking shatter, shatter bro. Give a fuck that's what happens band. when you don't fucking come to the show. You don't know how shit works anymore. Okay. Anyways. Fucker. Anyway. Welcome to Ghetto Cheers. My name is Manny the New Yorker. And I'm Lamar the Black Guy. I'm Diego. Oh, God. So Mexican. What up, friends? <laughs> Jesus Christ. He always fucks it up, man. <laughs> you notice that our numbers are way better when Diego's not there, dog. Like What's the up top, with 17, though? It's not I wrong. Let, I, listen. It's not get, incorrect. Let's get a rule here. Shout out, to, shout out to Israel. Yeah, shout out to big, 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 big shout out to Israel. I want to thank you for pumping 17 like that and land with us. Uh, Pump I don't that know 17. Why, why you like 17 so much. Fuck it. But thank you. Don't uh, ask, don't tell. Do no. not take anything I say out of context and make some sort of racist video. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but we got a special guest with us here today. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Uh, what up, though? My name is uh, Fashan Vega. I'm a designer. Uh, stuntman and actor, strategist, and uh, I guess motivational speaker from here in Detroit. I'm from the West Side, What's next to Hollywood. Uh, oh, shit. Yeah. You got to be careful. You got East Side over there. <laughs> you got Southwest, nigga. South, South, Southwest low-key is like the he only. He's not Southwest. He's South Southgate. That was the only neighborhood <laughs> I was afraid of. <laughs> look, look, you're getting Southfield. <laughs> nigga, I don't care, nigga. Fuck, fuck all this. Fuck all of this. Nobody gives a fuck about the South Bronx. I, shit, a lot of people give a fuck about it, <laughs> goddammit. Songs were made about South Bronx, right, motherfucker. Continue. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, go ahead, man. <laughs> but no, tell the people uh, what you got going on, man. Like, Speak, speak to, the, to the listeners out here. Uh, yeah, why, why did you decide to come on the show? Let's yeah. go with that one. Oh, I decided to come on the show, man, because I met you guys. I met Manny. And... Uh, he told me about the show, and I thought, like, all right, let me check it out. It's dope. I'm, I'm always interested in people that's, that's telling story because story is everything. It's about it's, – it's literally what drives us as human beings as far as how we live and what we do. 
Yeah. And uh, then I went and listened to like one of the podcasts, like the most recent one, like I think episode twenty one, mm-hmm. and I just thought it was dope. Like the intro was like groovy, like the music selection was really uh, engaging. It was it was fresh, and then like the way that the podcast came in was dope because the m- music faded out. And like this random ass chatter <laughs> faded in, <laughs> and it was like, and, and I was, I was, yeah. I was being pulled into a conversation that was already like happening. I was in the midst of a conversation, so it, it made me want to, like, to catch up. Yeah. And then, it, then I quickly realized these were just some homies, yeah, talking. Yeah. And and mm-hmm. I, I liked the fact that it w- it felt really organic. And I was like, this is, they might, they might, they probably have a uh, audience base who could benefit from some of the things that I'm lecturing about and. And spreading to uh, professionals and young black impoverished minds. Sure, we appreciate you uh, coming on the show and supporting us the way you do and uh, fucking with us. And those of you who are listening, if you want to continue fucking with us and helping us keep getting this podcast produced and whatnot, you can go to patreon.com slash ghetto cheers and uh, donate some bread, bro, because we need to keep going. What the fuck, Diego? Why you look like that? <laughs> <laughs> nigga rolling his eyes and shit. I'm trying to help us. I'm trying to get some fucking money, nigga. What the fuck? Post man? the content, man. You will. Give me the fucking content. I'll post it. God damn it. Anywho. <laughs> so, man, uh, you see, you were talking to me earlier about uh, about uh, how to set goals or, yeah. or how to, I guess, how to uh, retrain the human mind to, uh, to set goals. Can you speak more on that to the people who are listening? Yeah, man. Try to make it. I mean, I know it's, it's a lot more in detail than yeah, you yeah. kind of uh, formulate, but try to you do a high say level. simplify it. But like, try to give like a uh, streamline it. It's yeah, like streamline a high, a high it. level, you know, yeah. high level thing. for somebody who's listening. Yeah. You know? At the end of the day, man, uh, anybody that's listening, you know for a fact that um, last year in December you had set some goals for January for the rest of the year, and right now. If you had a list of ten things you want to achieve right now, you have failed at about eight of them. Absolutely, right? That's just that's just that's something we all share in common. Yeah. Um. But what what I'm here to tell you is that it's actually not your fault, and you actually still can achieve all those things. It's just that we haven't been taught how. It's not it's it's not that you don't have the skill. It's not that you don't you don't deserve it. It's not that you you suck as a human. Well, some of y'all actually suck yeah, as humans. Yeah. Suck. Yeah. Some of y'all suck, but there's a hack for that. So follow my <laughs> follow my YouTube channel, which is at Hate by Design, and I'll tell you how to be a better teach you how to it's funny. be a better person. As he yeah. talks, he keeps saying, "Looking at me like I'm yeah," because he already knows who you are. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows Diego, <laughs> but but the whole thing is like if you have if you have something you want to achieve, school has failed you. They have not taught you how to learn. They have not taught you how to set and measure goals. And the thing that we know that if you if you have something you want to do, you first have to be able to measure it if you want to be able to manage it, right? Yeah. But if you just got this whimsical goal, like, I want to lose 26 pounds. It's not that you can't lose 26 pounds. You just haven't set the goals to manage. So what we do is we, we reverse engineer our goals, whether it's for a year or if it's something as simple as I want to go to start going to sleep earlier. First, you have to take kind of a scientific method and start and actually look at the information like what is the thing okay i want to lose 26 pounds do you have a time frame on which you want to do that yeah i want to have, lose 26 pounds by july what All is right. the human body capable of what is my yeah. human body capable of what am i currently doing do i already work out what's my eating habit what's my sleeping habit one of the biggest things that i talk about and i get this from jim quick um he has a he has a podcast called quick brain is like what do you tell yourself that's the most important thing like, if, if you're saying, well, I want to lose 26 pounds, but you're also talking about, well, 
I got this type of illness and I don't have time and well, I really like ice cream. And I have, look, you have to be revolutionary in your self-talk and self-thought if you want to make changes. Yeah. And nobody that we've ever looked up to, any of us, anybody listening, anybody in this room, we've, we've looked at them and said we wanted to get what they got and, and realize that they got it because it was handed to them or they did very little work. They had to do some shit that was uncomfortable. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? Nothing yeah. comes easy. Like, very few things are handed off in life, and you really got to work hard. You two being really gay right now? I don't know. <laughs> I thought he was about to say some shit, so I'm no, like, go ahead, Diego. I'm literally listening to what he's going to say. You but should. No. But yeah, yeah, yeah. nothing, 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 nothing comes easy. You should listen to what he's got to say. Nigga, the I, fuck? I'm accomplishing my goals. I, don't know I appreciate that. I'm glad <laughs> you know. I've been, I've been accomplishing my goals. I'm, I'm glad you know that. I'm sorry. I don't... I don't Shit, so how do you accomplish your goals? Say what you gotta say, Diego. Get shit off I've your been, chest, nigga. I've been accomplishing my goals, bro. I'm Good. Gonna, I'm, I'm proud of you. Do it. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you, you nigga. Like, do it. Not in the Detroit industry, bro. Your, your music industry. What? East, the West, and Southwest. Say it. Say it with your chest. I just said it, bro. No, say it with your chest. I just said it. You scared? <laughs> I scared. You scared? It's all good. It's, it's fine. It's all. Good. It's all good. Yeah. No, but um, no. Let's uh, I think uh. I think what's interesting in what you said there is uh, about uh, setting goals is like setting measured goals. Like uh, you know, a lot of times people, it's not, it's no, there's nothing wrong with aiming high for a Baby goal. steps. But you know, it's an old expression: you got to crawl before you walk, you walk, and you know, and you got to walk before you can run. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think people, even though that's a cliche saying, I think people don't really get the fact that when you are setting high goals, it's a, it's a, a very uh, <clears throat> rocky road so to speak, to get to mm-hmm. that particular goal because, like, like life is, for the most part, pretty unfair. And if you want to get anything that's worth getting, you have to work extremely hard. And like you just said, you have to do uh, some very uncomfortable things sometimes. And uh, that's one thing about human beings is which we don't like uh, being uncomfortable. We like comfort. And if you're comfortable and you're not uh, in an uncomfortable situation, then there's little room for you to be able to elevate yourself to a different level. Facts. You know? These are big facts. Um, and something you just pointed to as far as setting high goals, um, there's this idea behind uh, the idea of setting right goals. It's an acronym. Uh, uh, and the, the, the H in, in uh, right is height. And it's, it's the exploration and understanding that we, we have on the psyche and the state of psychosis of humans and the psychology of how we develop and understanding that you, you, we all heard of the idea of uh, the, the low-hanging fruit, right? Yeah. And it's like if something is too easily obtained, uh, the mind doesn't – it kind of is rid of it. It's right. like a, it's not a challenge. I'm disconnected. My audio just went out. Uh, I mean, we you can still we can hear you. Yeah, keep talking. Okay, you keep talking. Yeah. All right. Um, it's just the headphones. This one is like a replacement headphone. So, okay. Matthew got our our new ones. Yeah, motherfucking video store rewind. Fucking yeah, colonizer stealing our shit. <laughs> Sorry about colonizer. that. Colonizer. <laughs> oh, um, he took it. What did I ask him? Yeah, it's, it's, it's like they always do. Goddamn it. But they were cheap. I could buy them. Oh, we almost had it. Um, but yeah, like so that if with the low hanging fruit. 
you don't feel challenged. So to back up, the human brain likes to be challenged. It's actually, we like uh, indicators and uh, incentives. Yeah. Some people say incentives are good. We, we all humans are working off incentives. Mm-hmm. Everything we do is based on the, the expectation or hope of receiving something else. That's what we, in the spiritual world, we talk about the fair exchange of energy. Right. So if the fruit is too low, we don't feel like we have a fair exchange of energy. We, we didn't achieve anything. Yeah. We don't inwardly right. yeah. in ourselves. We don't feel accomplished. If the if the fruit is too high. And we and being completely honest with ourselves, even though the fruit may be obtainable. For us, we're like, I'm, I'm never going to work that hard to get it. So it's like, I don't, I don't see, I haven't done the work yet to deserve that. Yeah. Right. It's like, it's like a dude seeing a girl that's really fine. Right, and he might be an, he might be attractive, but his maybe his clothes don't fit. Maybe he don't got the job to match her lifestyle, right? Yeah. To provide, maybe yeah. he ain't in shape. Like she in shape, she taking care of her body, she living that life. Yeah. She eating healthy. He like, man, I'm fucking still eating pizzas for breakfast, lunch, lunch and dinner. I love my donuts and coffee, yeah. right? Yeah. And he's like, guys, and guys naturally do this. They'll see yeah. a woman like she fine, but I'll never go holler at her because I understand yeah. I'm yeah. not ready. I don't yeah. deserve that yet, yeah. but. That fruit in the middle, that's the, that's the sweet spot. We, our goals have to be regularly in that sweet spot. Because like it's, it's just a little out of our reach, but we know with a little bit of work, yeah. with a little bit of commitment and effort, we could achieve those things. And after hitting those type of goals regularly, yeah. I mean, come on. If you, if, you're getting a, if, if, if you have regularly every day grabbing the apples from the middle of the tree, after a while, you, you build a sense of confidence, understanding, practice, skill. You, 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 you get used to the, the, the act of climbing that tree or doing whatever it is you got to get to the middle. So now, the middle is more so like the low-hanging fruit, not the top of the tree. It's more like the middle. It's something you can actually see yourself mm-hmm. obtaining. So it's, it's a really big thing to think about, like, is this thing obtain how obtainable and how much work do I have to do? Can I realistically okay. achieve it? I think one of the key things you said is be also be honest, like about mm-hmm. uh, whatever it is you're trying to achieve, like in that moment. You know, if it's too high, uh, you know, can you honestly get to it within that particular time frame, or is there a goal underneath that that is more obtainable that could be the stepping stone for you to get to the higher goal? You know, so. Yeah, because I mean, low, low hanging fruit isn't isn't always bad, right? Like you want no. you because you you want to set yourself up. Like you start with the low hanging, and then you kind of yeah, you move your way up and shit. It's like a process. Yeah, so, um, I think a lot of people just rather for the for the fruit that's all around the top that you said. Some people like to just wait till it falls. They they always think that it's gonna fall soon or fall eventually. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like no, nah, sometimes you gotta climb that bitch and take it. You know. I mean, sometimes you gotta shake the tree. I that think, too, I think, yeah. I think that's where we at in the world. I think that's why we have a like cats like Gary Vaynerchuk, um, really just trying to light a fire under you know young people's ass. Like, dude, like we we we've grown up in a space where we've accepted the stories we've been told, which were lies, mm-hmm. and we don't think outside the box about being revolutionary or, you know. Doing what we want. Yeah. Gary Vaynerchuk, that's the uh, that's that billionaire dude, right? He's a yeah. uh, white guy. He be he be cursing and shit in his motivational speeches, and he be telling he be he be saying shit real, like kind of like we do. But I think he'll be saying some shit like, uh, "I just I want to let you know that you're gonna die. Like you're going you're going to die." <laughs> Sounds like, like me. Yeah, he be saying he be he's. I mean, the shit he says is 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 real, but like. I, to me personally, I feel like he's the, more of an he, interface. Yeah, type of it's a gimmick, I think. 
What's the gimmick about you're gonna die? You're gonna die. No, it's the way he says it. Like, it, like I, I'm not hating on the guy. I, I want you. But we're gonna fucking known. die. Like, but yeah, but like he, it's just like, the like his delivery. You know? <laughs> I, I don't it's know. Very I, niche. No, you know, Manny, Manny thinks everything's a setup for. I don't. Him. I don't think it's a gimmick. I'm be honest with you, man. I, I think, think it's just it's just the way he he, he talks. You know, it's like naturally. I, I think I think we have to understand about like dudes like Gary Vee is that his his backstory is really really different. Like this was a dude that was lit ball. Like no no BS. Literally making cash money as a like a, a twelve year old, like selling cards, and he was an early entrepreneur. Like his dad had a store, he eventually took it over. Like running your own business was a a way of life for his family, and he had a he had a skill set and understanding of having foresight and being somebody that like I have a decent level amount of foresight. I can understand where he's coming from. I can only imagine being in a world where. That's all you, he knew. You're right? you a young mind that's yeah. being encouraged to yes. think about not the, the status quo, go to school, yeah. this is your line. Be your right? Yeah, you're being so, encouraged to do do your own thing, make your own money, be your own boss, like you're saying. Like yeah. I, I feel like a lot of a lot of kids of you know today don't aren't taught that. You know, they they look at the success of like you're saying, they look at success of other people like YouTubers and influencers and stuff, and they feel like that's that's to them that's a job. That's something that's a career that they can do, but they don't understand that it takes a certain type of person to be successful at that. You have to be able to make your own money or try to go hustle to make that money. And not a lot of people aren't that. It's like, I always say there's two types of people. There are bosses and there are employees. Yeah. And uh, a boss can be an employee for a certain time, but an employee can never be a boss because they don't understand it. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's, it's hard for them to get that. Yes. Yeah. You know? No, that's 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 so spot on. Like, and me, me and my homie Eric uh, Thomas over at Saga Marketing, we talk about it all the time. Like, look, everybody want to be an entrepreneur until they got to do that work. Yeah, you know, and everybody, and even people that's being successful at being an entrepreneur or or uh, are on that path, they have this idea that entrepreneurship is the answer for everybody. <laughs> and it's not, no. bro. It's like, first of all, if everybody go be goddamn entrepreneurs, who gonna work their jobs for the entrepreneurs? Right. Yeah. We need good employees that believe in in what we're doing, right? right? I need so if you if if you if you if you're familiar with Simon Sinek, um, he's the dude that wrote the book Start with Why and Leaders Eat Last, right? And he talks about um, early investors, right? Like, so th- these are people who in the early stages have the foresight to see the value and they're they're on your team right so for me as an entrepreneur i need those type of people around me for sure right and that's what entrepreneurs need secondly you need the people that's coming in right behind them that can be influenced by the the early investors right but you but you need people that i give you i give you example the uh walt disney Right, we all know Walt Disney. We all know that name, but what we don't know is that his brother is the reason that we know about Walt Disney. Right. His yeah. brother ran the show. He was yeah. the business. He was the brains. Right. Walt and was just the face. He was just the face, yeah. and he was the idea. Yeah. He's a why person. His brother was a, a how person. It's okay to be a how person. You are important. Yeah. Right. Like you know, I, I when I give lectures, I often talk about how even in the Bible, for people who are religious, it says a man who doesn't have three quarters of his day to himself is a slave what that really breaks down to is the idea of if you're if you of the majority of your sun de- sun time daylight work is to enhance the dreams of another person 
then you're a slave to that person. But what we what we have to get into is if I have a company and you and if my, my company's why lines up with your why and what you're passionate about and you're giving your yourself and your energy to that, then you are in service to yourself because you have aligned yourself with a system mm-hmm. and program yeah. That is important to you, so that's that's different. Yeah. But we talking about those people that go to work every day and they're like over at the company with drones, basically. They fucking wake yeah. up, go like, to work. They the hate their job. Good. They hate their life. They get yeah. paid and they go home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like eighty percent of the people that work. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, corporate America. It's corporate America, America is America. It's that's, just, it's it's slavery. It's not it's, corporate America is not slavery. It's just the, it's the idea. Here we go. No, you're wrong. It is you, slavery. No, yes, it is. When you when you're going to work every single day. In order to pay your rent, because you have to go to work every single day and work for somebody all the fucking time, you are a slave. Okay, but that's if not- you feel like you can't not leave your desk or you can't not go to work without calling in, doing all that shit, you are a slave. Y'all both, y'all both right. Y'all just, y'all just the semantics. No, because he's, he, he's he's gonna start speaking more towards uh, uh, pay and inequality, and and that's where you're gonna start being well, wrong. Well, like, just based on based on what he said, I'm thinking the mindset though. Because he's, he's saying what I said, but it's just. So corporate America is not bad. That's no. what you're saying. No, it's, it's not. It's not I slavery. I never said it's not but, bad. But I just said it's slavery. But what he's saying is corporate America is made up mostly of people going to do a job that they only do because it will. It, it's a means to an end and not means to their why. Mm-hmm. Right? right? So corporate America in itself is like a gun. A gun is not bad. But depending on how and when you use it, it, uh, right. it can be horrible. Correct. And, and the people that he's talking about, which is the majority of people in America, they man, we getting up. Whether it's corporate America or McDonald's, we, we're going to do something that we're not we're not passionate. About. We don't go, we don't go to sleep excited, and mm-hmm. we don't wake up excited. Yeah. People ask me ask me all the time, like even when they found out that bad things, quote unquote, have happened to me, which they have, and they're like, "How are you still going? How are you so excited and got so much zeal?" I say, "Man, first of all, if you do the research." It's the best time to be alive on the planet, mm-hmm. even even as bad as it is. It's, it's the, the best, best yeah. time. Never to be. had it better. Second it's of all, like this phone right here, bro. Like this 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 device is a is a better computer than all the presidents before Obama ran mm-hmm. the free world with. Technology is at a, is at an all time high. Mm-hmm. We're this close to legalizing autonomy. You can literally make yeah. anything of yourself and create your own. Lanes. And you can you can order anything you want from a fucking app. Like it's yeah. you know what I'm saying. Like you don't have to leave your house. You can. It, it's crazy. Yeah. And, 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 and there's no need to complain, right? Like everything that people complain about, whether you're a feminist, whether you're in the LGBTQ community, whether you're black, Muslim, like whatever it is. All the complaints we have are genuine and they're legit, right? But the fact that everything that we're complaining about is because humans are being treated badly, we have the resources now yeah. to do something about We can Correct. connect to other yep. people. Absolutely. We could never do that before. They never. controlled the narrative. Like right never. now, we're recording a podcast. Ain't nobody telling you you can't do it. Right. Like it was a time where motherfuckers couldn't. Do the shit. Do, yeah. Say you couldn't speak your piece, yeah. right? So that's what. And then when I bring up uh, Gary V, that's what he's getting at. He's like, man, I'm not trying to hear it. Y'all some sport. And really, he's usually speaking to uh, some millennials. millennials. Yeah. So it's it's, yeah. it's a specific millennial, yeah. right? Yeah. It's those who haven't struggled yet, right? Correct. They don't, they don't yeah. come from don't come from oppression, right? Because his, his 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 story would have to be totally different to a group of black kids. Right. But my my that, that leaves another so. question: I mean, What could could uh, if if Gary V was a person of color, would that he would he even have the traction he has now, or would he be looked at as just some person of color who's just talking shit? 
I think depends on I, who he's talking to. I think he would. He's talking he, to everybody. He, that's the thing. Yeah. Here, here's why Gary Vee would have the traction if he was a black guy. Like if it was me, because here's Gary Vee is important because of one thing, not because he's uh, of, of European descent, but because the success he has at, had in the in the shadows. Like we gotta realize, we became aware of Gary Vee when he was a multimillionaire. Yeah. Like so his yeah. so what he has to say is already relevant. Like it's like you, what you gonna say to this motherfucker? He was making he was making meals when nobody knew his name, and then all of a sudden he came out and this motherfucker, he was killing the game. Like he's literally teaching us how to aggressively attack social media, yeah. how to brand ourselves, yeah. how to get in to to, to ha- get access to people that can help and advance us. Right. And he's also doing it like I'm not even trying to get paid for it. Like it's just this is just easy. I'm trying to advance society, and I yeah. and I can I can dig that because it's also something I'm doing with with my lectures as far as talking to, to impoverished communities. It's like I want to I want to give y'all information that I'm charging companies for. Like yeah. I go to a boardroom, I go to a college, I go to you know a company, and I'm like, all right, we're gonna do this thing for six months, and this is the strategy. I'm gonna charge y'all this X Y this Y and Z to understand your why, develop your how, and, and create loyalty with your user base right but i'm going to like in the high schools and like hey you want to know a secret the whole world of leaders know that black minds are the most valuable resources on the planet and they won't harness it because they're in fear of losing their position and i'm telling you right now if you do just a couple of things i'm talking to teachers to tell their students i'm talking to parents to tell their students i'm talking to the students look you do not have to be a lawyer or you're not limited to being a lawyer, a doctor, a police officer, a judge, these things. Like your mind is so vast and so it has the ability to do something organically. It's first nature, not second nature. Right. It's first nature. Solving problems. Yeah. Every single company on the planet is a, a, aggressively trying to figure out how to solve multiple problems. And they're having issues because the people in their organization come from a lifestyle that they've never been oppressed. They never have really had to struggle in the sense that they had to solve for their own need. So when you when you grow up in problems and subject to oppression, it's first nature to watch your parents, your cousins, your neighbors, yourself try to solve because you don't have. Some of the most intelligent people naturally who can problem solve are kids who grew up in the hood or rural mm. areas mm. or people in prison. I put my bottom dollar. You put those, you get those people a problem, they're going to start thinking about how they can solve it just with no resources. You get them resources, you'll get answers that your, your Yale graduates could have never imagined. Mm-hmm. And that's important. I think it's important that you're doing that because a lot of a lot of kids aren't, or even young kid people aren't hit to the type of jobs or uh, abil- or opportunities that are out there for them. They think like you know I'm you know I got this fucked up life. I get all this shit. Like how, what the fuck am I gonna do? Like so most of them lead to the statistic shit about like you know being a rapper or fucking you know basketball player or fucking stripper or shit like that. You know they don't understand that you can utilize the same type of. Like to me, business is a drug game. It's the same thing, except you got a different product. Big facts. It's ran. It's ran the exact same fucking way. Big facts. You got something that you get people addicted to. You make them keep coming back for it. It's, there's, there's no fucking difference. So if you out on the street and you slinging that shit and you making money off of that, imagine if you did something legit. You know what I'm saying? If you if you bought if you bought a fucking McDonald's or you bought, you know what I'm saying? Just anything that anything. that could make you money. Like you can run it the exact same way. And I think it's important that you can translate the shit that you. The knowledge that you get from the street 
into something that to to make you legit shit, you know. Man, what you just hit on is a, is, a, is a crazy is a crazy truth. I got a question for you guys. Do you know how many degrees there are to get in America if you go to college? Like a, like a total number of like degrees like and disciplines? all the things you could possibly get a degree in. How many are worth it, or how? No, many no, 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 no. Like, like what, if you go to a, any given college. No, it's, a, it's, a, it's a only a number of how many degrees you can get, no, like I mean, professions, career paths you can go in. You got got per person or just in general? No, in general. Like you got you, your option is ten. Like what? What do you think that number is? Forty-five. I would say a hundred, maybe. That's you add both of those together. One hundred and forty. One hundred and forty some degrees yeah. that you can actually get. Yeah. In America, now hold on, man. How I, many are actually worth getting though? I mean, that's that's a whole other question. Right. I ain't even made it that far. Yeah. I, I, as an individual, mind you, I went to college, but I, I knew that I, I wanted to. I knew college was the biggest network party event I would ever go to, and people who was going to dictate how the world worked later was going to be there, and I needed to be in their ear. I needed to have those relationships. I needed those people to love and trust me. So I went, right? I went, so I, I went, I went, I, I finessed it. Yes, I needed to go get what I needed to get. Not because my mom thought it was dope or I'd be the first one to go to college and all this other stuff, which was, was dope things. But my reason was I needed to go get what I needed to get to finesse my future. And I, I bring that up because what he said, bro, 140 something degrees or different career paths, we know for a fact that people are doing more than 140 something different things in America. Yeah, for sure. Right? So now, and, and, and it's a reason why they say, like, even even to this day, it continues to climb that more than 50% of America, American uh, America, the, uh, college students that graduate in America are not using their degrees. Right, they're getting hired in other stuff. They're still doing regular jobs. Right, a, a bachelor's degree doesn't mean anything. And I, this is some foresight that when I went for first went to college, I realized in two thousand three, they had let it be known that like the largest amount of uh, college acceptance letters had went out ever. Yeah. Right, more people were going to college than ever in life. Yeah, in America. And I said, this this is a game. This is a hustle. They getting paid. Oh yeah. And I'm like, before you know it. A bachelor's degree is going to be the same thing. Like, remember when, like, our parents were going to Associates. Up, it was actually yeah, yeah, it was like, it was like a high school Tuition was a GED. Like that, it was a thing. Bachelor's is going to be a GED, watch. <laughs> okay. Master's. Because master's a GED. Master's a bachelor's. Yeah. PhD going to be a master's. You know, it's like, it's going to, they're making it, they're watering it down so much to yeah. where it's like. Anybody can do it. Anybody yeah. can do it. And people, people going back to school for degrees. Yeah. Right? And, 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 and it's like, I, I just want to remind people, like, look, man. You discover what it is that you will wake up and do for free. That's the what. The next thing you need to decide flat out is do I do it for people or money? This is your why. It's only two whys in the world, right? Mm. People or money. And if it's money, you can do anything you want. If you, if you want to make money, you can be a drug dealer, a prostitute, an assassin, a judge, a criminal of any any level, a drug dealer. You know, I mean, the, the list goes on. But if it's people, ninety percent of what I just said goes out the window. Right. You, you can't. You're not able to do those things and trying to serve people. And the thing is, we don't realize that if you pursue people, honestly, 
you will actually make more money than you would or as much money as you would pursuing money with less effort, with greater peace of mind, greater joy and happiness. Right. Um, but the, mean, but that doesn't mean that the struggle, the struggle ain't going to be there because no, so the that's a whole nother level. So, so struggle. And it's a sidebar. Yeah, yeah. But struggle is 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 uh, my mentor would say this is the struggle is only the struggle you create. Right. Right. So it's, it's like. It's all about how we think about it. Yeah. Like, I mean, I work, I'm working hard every day doing what I'm doing. You know, what some people say grinding. I don't use that word because I play semantics. Grinding is rough and it's something that's tearing down. I, I'm I, not I grinding. I'm just doing, I'm working, man. I'm just doing, I'm living, I'm actually living my dream. I get up to, I wake up to get down. When I made the decision I made to, you know, get into the career field that I got into, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't really even that hard. Like, I knew, I knew all the, I knew everything I needed to know about what I had already gone through, mm-hmm. and I knew everything I needed to know about what I was getting into. So when I made that decision, I actually started to do the work. It was it was uh, relatively easy to uh, to accomplish that. Yeah. And so every day I go out, no matter how much I might not want to, some days I still get a thrill out of being able to to do what I do, get paid what I get paid, and then know that I have uh, X amount of what do you call that? Uh, the Sun, Sunday, like sunny your time or whatever. Yeah, you like it's I, daylight to yourself. I have, I have that. Yeah, like, I have that based on the decisions that I made. Like, and I, and I, I really, I really notice the difference when I talk to certain people uh, about when they when they're looking for a career path. How much people don't want to like if like if there, if you want to make a certain amount of money, what I've come to to find out, you have to be willing to sacrifice. If you're unwilling to sacrifice certain things, you good luck. My that's my like good luck. Mm-hmm. Good luck trying to. Get to a certain, uh, I guess, uh, level of uh, whether success. it be monetary success yeah. or a personal success. Like, good luck if you're unwilling to sacrifice. It's going to be a very up uphill battle to to get um, where you want to go. Because Elon of, Musk uh, used all his own personal money to make sure that SpaceX and Tesla continued. It would not have happened if he wouldn't have took. Um, I think his last like 150 million. Of his own, it was almost all of his his yeah. own cash assets. Yeah. And if and if Tesla and SpaceX was not successful, he would be broke yeah. possibly right now. Yep. Right. So just speaking to what you just said, as far as like willing to make make investments and and sacrifice, you have, sacrifice you have to. is major. It's huge. And I'm not saying everybody go take their life savings and dump it into right. an idea they have. No, but if what? that's if that's what you got to do, you got to do that. That, I think that's well, what you're yeah, saying. That's, you, you better make sure it's a, 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 a well thought decision. out, calculated decision. Yeah, to his point, yeah. I mean, this is a dude that's already been greatly successful in managing and running multi hundred million dollar companies and investments. And you know, but in his dreams, right? He has a network to help him, help him bounce back, things like that. But the point is, if you just starting out to to, to to what you're saying, bro, what are you willing to sacrifice? Sacrifice right. ain't necessarily money. No, are time, you willing to get up you know? an hour earlier? Like, so so back to like what I'm talking about the one year, uh, the one year suit and the twenty great team, how to win in ten. I have ten steps for people to, to win every day by winning the morning first. If you want to win the week, win the win the morning. You want to win the year, win every single morning. There's ten things you can do in the morning before you start your day, before you start your checklist. That might actually mean that you have to get up an hour earlier. Mm-hmm. And some people are like, man, I already get up at six. 
I'm like, well, I mean, what do you want? Like, right. you've been getting up six every day and not having what you want. Like, what do you really want right. to achieve? Right. Like, if, you, if you're not willing to get up an hour early for yourself, I'm going to tell you the truth. Like, I, I, I dictate who's on my team, who I connect to, and who I really invest in based on how they invest in themselves, right? And, like, I can't expect you to be, like, grand and doing great things for me when, when, when it, it's in clutch if you're not trying to go crazy for yourself. Right. Yeah, 100%. What? I'm the same way. I don't fuck with certain people because I just know it's not there. You know what I mean? Their passion ain't there. So it's like, why? If you're not gonna do what I like, like you said earlier, like, what are you willing to do for free? Like what I do right now, if I could not, if I don't have to worry about like eating, <laughs> I would do it for free. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah, like yeah. living my normal life. You'd be living off toilets. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, shit. You know, uh, I do it for free. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, shit. I've done certain shit to push myself forward for yeah. free because I knew it was a like you know sacrificing getting money for that some people don't see it that way you know they're like oh you shouldn't have to or da 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 but they're going to be in the same position they're, they're always going to be in they're not going to move forward yeah. like I am yeah. you know what I mean because I'm willing to do I'm willing to take that cut you know what I mean because I know it's a bigger reward at the end of the thing you know what I'm saying? man so, it's so it's so much I mean who knows what you got out of doing that you might have you might have got a relationship that literally dictated that might have been the one thing around the corner Change the course Change of Detroit the music Yo, forever. Right. You know, it's like <laughs> you, you do that one thing for free and you 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 build loyalty between somebody or somebody that was watching. Yeah. Like, hey man, hey Diego, I got this thing over here, my homie. Uh, you ain't know, you didn't know this before, but I'm actually plugged. My brother is such and such. Can you do this? Next thing you know, you skyrocket. I've literally watched it. I watched it for myself. I watched it for other people. Literally like, oh, you know what, man, I have I have faith in this. Or I just, I just want to create. I want to experiment. Mm -hmm. Not to just mention if you're getting like a, a career or a monetary gain, but the learning that happens when you are willing to look at, be honest with your skill set, be honest in what you're willing to give out in a fair exchange of your time and energy mm -hmm. and what's going to happen. Sometimes like, man, damn, they're not going to be able to pay me, but like this will actually be great to add to my resume. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because it's going to be a dope body of work. Maybe it's somebody I'm connect that's connected to it that's going to be able to be nice to say this person was on this project as well and that's the payout. And, right? th and I think that's the thing. Like when you realize that uh, not everything's a monetary gain, that there's, there's, there's value in, in a lot of things, you never do anything for free because you realize that you it's, there's always something that you're gaining from it. You know what I mean? And it, whether it's money or experience or connections or fucking a new you know cool idea that you wanted to come out with or something like it's always or learning. You know what I mean? Like especially learning. I feel like a lot of people overpass learning a, a new thing because they don't think they don't look at it like man this is valuable. You yeah. know so. No, to what to what you just said, man. That's it's so powerful, and it's something in the design world and in the firearm community we, we talk about is, is we fight to fail, right? Um, and people, a lot of people don't understand that. But the point is, with design, our primary goal is learning. It's not actually producing anything. It's what can we learn so we can apply it to what's to to solve problems later, right? And if you're always looking to learn, even a failure is a actually great. Failure only doesn't work if you didn't learn a lesson. Right. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. like, all right, because this we know about, like, athletes. Like, you look at LeBron James. You look at uh, uh, any anybody that's doing the Olympics. Anybody that's really aggressive in what they do, their coach is not trying to get them to just, like, stay where they're at. Right? Even when you look at uh, 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 Kobe Bryant when he came up with the, the Apex joint, with when, when he's like, I've gotten here. 
and a, where else does it go when you're at the top? Right. It's just this. You have to open back up and explore more. Yeah. Right? And you, you have to dig in and say, where's the failure points? Like, I'm actually dribbling this ball. I'm running to realize what are the little things that I'm doing wrong that I can tweak yeah. to make better. Like, because the only enemy to great is good. And too many of us, almost almost all of us, are okay with the idea of having a good life, just doing good work. But I use the yeah. word revolutionary because I'm talking, it, the, the idea is greatness. Like, what does it mean to be great? That means to continuously reinvent oneself. And the only way you do that is to keep, stay in constant examination Absolutely. of yourself. Yeah, self, ha- uh, what's the word? Uh, self, be very, I think it's important to be a very self-correcting human being, like to always understand that there is a flaw somewhere in the blueprint and to try to like really pick at what that flaw might be yeah. and, and try to try to adjust. Uh, yeah, that's that's stage one and, and stage two of that because a lot of people assume that they do that, but the ego is so crazy yeah. and, and, and tricky. Like, here's the thing: a camera can 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 only take a picture of itself from a certain angle. I need I need other cameras to take uh, a look at me and take a picture of me and show me what I really look like. Mm-hmm. Right. So the first step is like, yeah, I have to be in a position to be prepared to say I have fault somewhere. And then I got to be able to go to my brother like, hey, Manny, man, uh, I, I'm, 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 I'm running a 4 or 5 right now, and I feel like I can be fat. Like, do you see anything that I can change to be faster, to be just a, just a, just a, a split second quicker? And, and, and trusting him to be like, he got sight. Like, he, run, he a runner. He know what he's doing. He's a coach or he's a, yeah. somebody else that I trust. He'd be like, yeah, actually, man, I've noticed that when you run, you're actually running with your, on, the, on the blades of your feet. And... And your arm, your elbows are out. I think if you uh, breathe, breathe in on this step and do X, Y, and Z, and I have to be prepared to take that in. No, and but but I think also those type of people. When you think like that, you also have to be prepared to, to take advice from somebody who has no idea what the fuck you're doing, because sometimes those people look at things from a different point of view. And I feel like sometimes, like you said, the ego gets involved, and you start you you think like, oh, that person not. They're not doing what the fuck I do or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or they have no idea how, what, what I've been through or what I've been doing. I've been doing this shit for so long and blah, 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 that you think that they don't understand what you're doing or they don't they don't see that you're doing something else. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So to them, to to, to to you, you look like, man, fuck that. Fuck, fuck you. You know what I'm saying? No, like, no, you're 100% right. And, and that, and that is it's wild because, like, you shouldn't be like that. You should be able to take... In all aspects of it, because like I said, people see things differently, you know, and you might you might be doing the same shit over and over. But if somebody who has a good mind can see like, dog, why are you doing that shit like that? You could be doing it this way. It's way easier. If you don't accept the fact that, man, this person could be right. You lose out. You know you know, I mean? Sometimes you just gotta talk to a four-year-old or an eighty-four-year-old. Just you ain't lying, <laughs> bro. Kids is. are the shit. Kids, man. It's the re- it's the reason that most most ancient texts talk about. Uh, Having a mind of a mind and heart of a child, yeah. and also being able to listen to children. They know everything. That, yeah, I mean, I might try to be funny. They get their well, sense of. Well, the cool thing about it is that the, the mortal ego, from what we understand, starts to develop at two. It's it's pretty much fully grown at about the age of twelve. It's the symbolism on why Jesus, quote unquote, the man they call Jesus, left home at twelve well, is because the brain, Jesus. the brain, the the brain is done growing yeah. at the age of twelve, and the mortal ego is pretty much an adult. At that age, but children, the Lord, the closer they are to being newborns or closer to two, 
the less that ego has developed in the level of honesty. Have you ever just seen children like around each other, like just congregate and just, yeah, just chilling? It's the most adults. amazing thing I've ever it's seen. It's beautiful, bro. Beautiful. Like, and then I look at us and I'm like, what the? Fuck? They don't. They don't <laughs> care. <laughs> they don't care that they have fucking boogers coming on their face. They don't care that their breath stinks. They, they help care. each None other. Of that shit. They like, just they help the, each other. One of the coolest they're, things. They're too busy. They're immersed in learning. Yeah. So the cool. The cool thing about children up until a certain age is they are immersed in learning and we teach them how to not learn mm. and then tell them to go to school to learn but they're actually school is they, not a place for smart people it's, it's, mm. it's, school is more of a conditioning kind of thing correct yeah, it's, 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 it's a rough road man you know uh, it, it really if we watch children they're a great example of what we need to revert to absolutely um, I, and I, I remember being in college my, one of my first philosophy papers I wrote about how the average adult is a fifth grader like I don't, I don't know many adults past the fifth grade consciousness. Yeah. Right. You think about it. Fifth grade is about the time when you really start feeling yourself. Yeah. And if you look at, if you look at a fifth grader's point of view on how they react to information, and an adult's point of view on how they act with information, they act the same. So my, my question was, I began to ponder on this on my own. Who's <laughs> Are adults acting like children? Yeah, children acting like adults. Ma- mature adults. Yeah. Like, that's wild. That's wild, bro. What the fuck? Yeah. I was like, who's who's in the, who's, who's running who's the show? Who's in charge here? Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. Man. And, and, and what, what I discovered after I went into started studying psychology even more while I was at Wayne State, I realized that uh, through the study of child development, that adult uh, that's pretty much as far as we get. So that's why we, when we get, when we become adults, you see us behaving the same way we did in, in school. Yeah. It's because we never got past yeah. that 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 teenage state, which was like when we first, when our brain was done growing and our ego said, start smelling, had us smelling ourselves. Yeah, you know, it's like girl, girls can have babies. B- little boys just started ejaculating. Right, right at that point, like man, shit, man, I'm, you know, I'm this, this, and now I'm this. I'm looking, look at me, I'm doing this. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, <laughs> here now, like, yeah. I'm a man. Fuck it, right. I'm twelve, you know. You know? <laughs> and, and it's just, it's just a wild thing, but that goes to show that. And people ask me all the time why I'm, why I'm so pro homeschooling. Uh, I homeschooled my daughter for about uh, six years until I left her mom. My mm-hmm. daughter is a, is a genius. Um, I've always told her that. Just so happened she became that. No coincidence. Um, but I'm not saying that homeschooling is the answer for everybody. Yeah. Uh, because but it's, most, it's definitely a choice that is a path. It is something that you should fight for if you have the opportunity. First of all, just in, as far as time. Yeah. I know most parents just, you need to, you, most people need two parents. That's by two design, parents household. By the way. Yep. And they need to, both parents need to work. Then you got the families that's just only one, one parent, yeah, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, not by design. But here's the thing: if well, you can is. make it happen, you have to <laughs> sacrifice. We, me and my ex-wife, made decent money, but we didn't. We didn't, we weren't balling ever, right. and we and we weren't doing that great in oh. the beginning. But what we were willing to sacrifice, yeah. we we agreed on something. No, our children is our responsibility. Nobody else is Not raising our child. Yeah. Correct. Right. So when you send a child to school for eight hours or daycare, you're for, to the state. Huh? You're, you're practically with the way you, our you, education. You're, tell, is you're telling somebody else to raise your child. Yeah, I think that's I think that's completely irresponsible. And I think I think I, and also understand that that's the issue with teachers. It's like teachers aren't respected. They should be paid like we pay doctors and lawyers. Yeah, oh man, I fucking absolutely. say that all the time, bro. They, they need to get to, they need to get cut the bread. Because, Second of all, yo, because, be, because like they're the ones teaching these motherfuckers to be doctors and dentists. Is like okay, yeah, should be yeah. I mean what. It, uh, 
we say our children are our most valuable assets, but we don't act like it. And the people that's caring for them, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tell you right now, man. I, I strongly feel I tell teachers all the time. I talk, I deal with them a lot because pedagogy is pedagogy is really important to me. And because I, I'm, pedagogy is important to me because I realize that we won't be able to change the schools or get everybody to be homeschooled. So the next best thing I can do as a designer is try to explore ways and how we can effectively change how we educate children yeah. and the ecosystem around school as far as getting to and from and what the livelihood for the yeah. children are like and for the families yeah. to yeah. make a learning more conducive. Um, but at the end of the day, school is harmful. It is. It's just I, I, I'm I, talking about I, private schools. So I'm not here all for of it. it. Like think about this, but why would you? It's send, not a place for smart people. Why, why would you say? Like I use the bathroom. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Am I raising my hand? No, no, that's because that's what that's. But that that's that's, that's, conditioning, that's obedience. Yeah. But that's conditioning for the corporate America world. That's obedience. Yeah. Because you can't you're not using the bathroom in corporate America without asking somebody two or telling plus somebody. Two is four. Yeah, I knew that you know like three years ago. Why are you still teaching me this? I will. Like, I, I'm loving this conversation, but unfortunately, we are like down to the wire right now. Uh, we're like what five minutes left, Frenchie, something like that, right? Yeah. So I want to wrap this up. We appreciate you coming, dropping this gems. Thanks on us, so much man. for having me. It was gems. it was great. I feel like I feel like yes, gems. <laughs> I feel like this was uh a, a, this podcast like flew fucking by. Like it was. I did. I don't know, I don't know about you guys. Um, you want to plug it? Plug it? You can plug it. All right. Uh, go check us out on Instagram. Ghetto Cheers, C-H-I-R-Z. If you are listening from the beginning, you should know how to spell that by now. Or you probably went to school and you don't know how to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Facebook, same thing. Patreon.com slash Ghetto Cheers. Donate if you want. Subscribe if you want for behind the scenes content. We got a Twitter, too. We got a Twitter. We, we have a Twitter. I'm the one on Twitter. And, uh, yes. If you want to come at me, bro, come at me on Twitter. Uh, same thing. Does he mean Twitter? Twitter. Yeah, yeah. 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 Twitter. Yeah, he's just being a fool. Uh, go ahead, man. You want to plug? And tell people where they can uh, learn more uh, about uh, you know, your, your 10 steps. And oh, your, your, oh, yeah. Your man, if, Maybe if you, they can if, see you somewhere for a lecture. Thank you. If you're interested in learning about the 10 steps, whether it's the morning, day, month, year, uh, you can follow me on Instagram. Please DM me. I respond to everybody. I am available 24 hours to help solve problems. So follow me on Instagram. It's just my name, Fashon Vega. That looks like fashion, no I, F-A-S-H-O-N-V-E-G-A. I am also on Twitter <laughs> as, <laughs> as uh, Fashon Vega, uh, Detroit Design Director, is my handle for both of those. Uh, go to YouTube. The channel is Hate by Design. That's right. Hate by Design. We talk about uh, what is design, who is it for, who are designers, and who needs it most. Um, and we just educate you about how to solve problems for yourself and how to not let these corporate American people, like, finesse and finagle you. Word. You got any lectures coming up that you want to... Uh, we we do have uh, some lectures coming up. I'll be speaking at uh, VidCon out in Cali in June next week. Oh, I'll damn, be, VidCon, man. That's huge. It's going to be a good time. Um, next week, if you have any children at UPrep or if you just want to come here to lecture, come to UPrep next Wednesday. Um, you, can, you can find out more about that as, uh, the, at the Future Project on Facebook and Instagram or Twitter, the Future Project, where they have the dream builders going into school, bringing great information to the uh, Detroit youth and inspiring them and helping them, giving them resources to actually solve their goals. So I get to be a keynote speaker there next week and really dive in for about a half an hour. All right. Dope, man. If you are in the local area, go ahead and check that out. We appreciate you. 
Um, and as we always, we are here to laugh at you. We do. And I will. And we <laughs> we all will, motherfucker. Yeah. All right, bro. Peace. Peace. Peace.